a story with me Love who you want to be, who you are Learn these lessons and we'll go far It's story time Story time Story time with Mama G Hello everybody and welcome to Storytime with Mama G, the podcast. Before we go any further, don't forget that you can find me, Mama G, on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. You just need to search for at Mama G Stories, and I am having a lot of fun across all of those channels, especially on TikTok and Instagram at the moment, because it is Pride Month, so every day, I am recommending one of my favourite Pride Month reads and I am having a lot of fun doing that. I don't really know how TikTok works but I think I'm working it out gradually and it would be delightful if you joined me on the journey because you're all sweethearts. Isn't that fun? But now it is time for a story and I think I said last week that I wasn't going to tell you another Beatrix Potter but then... I went to see Peter Rabbit 2 at the cinema and I enjoyed it so much that I just had to tell you one last Beatrix Potter story and this is one that features Peter Rabbit. It is called The Tale of the Flopsy Bunnies. that the effect of eating too much lettuce is soporific. I have never felt sleepy after eating lettuces, but then I am not a rabbit. They certainly had a very soporific effect upon the Flopsy Bunnies. When Benjamin Bunny grew up, he married his cousin Flopsy. They had a large family and they were very improvident and cheerful. I do not remember the names of the separate children. They were just generally called the Flopsy Bunnies. As there was not always quite enough to eat, Benjamin used to borrow cabbages from Flopsy's brother, Peter Rabbit, who kept a nursery garden. Sometimes, Peter Rabbit had no cabbages to spare. When this happened, the Flopsy Bunnies went across the field to a rubbish heap in a ditch outside Mr. McGregor's garden. Mr. McGregor's rubbish heap was a mixture. There were jam pots and paper bags and mountains of chopped grass from the mowing machine, which always tasted oily, and some rotten vegetable marrows, oh, and an old boot or two. One day, oh, joy, there were a quantity of overgrown lettuces which had shot into flour. The Flopsy Bunnies simply stuffed lettuces. By degrees, one after another, they were overcome with slumber and lay down in the mown grass. 
Benjamin was not so much overcome as his children. Before going to sleep, he was sufficiently wide awake to put a paper bag over his head and to keep off the flies. The little Flopsy Bunnies slept delightfully in the warm sun. From the lawn beyond the garden came the distant clackety sound of the mowing machine. The blue bottles buzzed about the wall, and a little old mouse picked over the rubbish among the jam pots. Now, I can tell you her name. She was called Thomasina Tittlemouse, a wood mouse with a long tail. She rustled across the paper bag and awakened Benjamin Bunny. The mouse apologised profusely and said that she knew Peter Rabbit. While she and Benjamin were talking, close under the wall, they heard a heavy tread above their heads. And suddenly, Mr. McGregor emptied out a sackful of lawn mowings right upon the top of the sleeping Flopsy Bunnies. Benjamin shrank down under his paper bag. The mouse hid in a jam pot. The little rabbits smiled sweetly in their sleep under the shower of grass. They did not awake because the lettuces had been so soporific. They dreamt that their mother Flopsy was tucking them up in a hay bed. Mr. McGregor looked down after emptying his sack. He saw some funny little brown tips of ears sticking up through the lawn mowings. He stared at them for some time. Presently, a fly settled on one of them, and it moved. Mr. McGregor climbed down onto the rubbish heap. One, two, three, four, five, six little rabbits, said he as he dropped them into his sack. The Flopsy Bunnies dreamt that their mother was turning them over in bed. They stirred a little in their sleep, but still they did not wake up. Mr. McGregor tied up the sack and left it on the wall. He went to put away the mowing machine. While he was gone, Mrs. Flopsy Bunny, who had remained at home, came across the field. She looked suspiciously at the sack and wondered where everybody was. Then the mouse came out of her jam pot and Benjamin took the paper bag off his head and they told the doleful tale. Benjamin and Flopsy were in despair. They could not undo the string. But Mrs. Tittlemouse was a resourceful person. She nibbled a hole in the bottom corner of the sack. The little rabbits were pulled out and pinched to wake them. Their parents stuffed the empty sack with three rotten vegetable marrows, an old blacking brush and two decayed turnips. Then they all hid under a bush and watched for Mr. McGregor. Mr. McGregor came back and picked up the sack and carried it off. He carried it hanging down, as if it were rather heavy. The Flopsy Bunnies followed at a safe distance. They watched him go into his house, and then they crept up to the window to listen. Mr. McGregor threw down the sack on the stone floor in a way 
that would have been extremely painful to the Flopsy Bunnies if they had happened to have been inside it. They could hear him drag his chair on the flags and chuckle. One, two, three, four, five, six little rabbits, said Mr. McGregor. Eh, what's that? What have you been spoiling now? inquired Mrs. McGregor. One, two, three, four, five, six little fat rabbits, repeated Mr. McGregor, counting on his fingers. One, two, three, don't be silly. What do you mean, you silly old man? In the sack! One, two, three, four, five, six, replied Mr. McGregor. The youngest Flopsy Bunny got upon the windowsill. Mrs. McGregor took hold of the sack and felt it. She said she could feel six, but they must be old rabbits because they were so hard and all different shapes. Not fit to eat, but the skins will do fine to line my old cloak. Line your old cloak, shouted Mr. McGregor. I shall sell them and buy myself backy. Rabbit tobacco, I shall skin them and cut off their heads. Mrs. McGregor untied the sack and put her hands inside. When she felt the vegetables, she became very, very angry. She said that Mr. McGregor had done it on purpose. And Mr. McGregor was very angry too. One of the rotten narrows came flying through the kitchen window and hit the youngest Flopsy Bunny. It was rather hurt. Then Benjamin and Flopsy thought that it was time to go home. So Mr. McGregor did not get his tobacco and Mrs. McGregor did not get her rabbit skins. But next Christmas, Thomasina Tittlemouse got a present of enough rabbit wool to make herself a cloak and a hood and a handsome muff and a pair of warm mittens. Flopsy bunnies are so cute in Peter Rabbit 2 and I have to tell you it is a fantastic film. My friend and I went to see it on Saturday night and we were laughing. We were having a wonderful time. It's, it's very very funny. Great jokes and I love that there's a film set in Gloucester. It seems rather lovely. I don't think many films are set in Gloucester and I've visited Gloucester a few times in my time because of growing up in Bristol which is nearby and so I actually recommended, not recommended, recognised places in the film which is rather delightful. So that was the tale of the Flopsy Bunnies and who knows what story I will have for you next week. Hopefully I might have the time to write a new one for you because I have got some ideas so watch this space or you might be treated to a serialisation of another classic children's book. But talking of books, surely this means it is time for the book of the week.
Now, you know that normally I like my book of the weeks to be hot off the press. Well, I've been a little slow on this one, I'm afraid. I have seen it around and about on the old social medias, and I knew that I wanted to read it because, and you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but the cover of this book is absolutely beautiful. Uh, it's so captivating. If I was a child, this would probably be the first book that I picked up from a selection because it's shiny, it's colourful, and it's very magical. The book is called Rain Before Rainbows. It's published by Walker Books, and it's written by Smritty Halls and illustrated by David Litchfield. And it is an absolutely beautiful book and it captures a moment. It's very interesting. It's about, on a, in a small scale, it's about that moment when you go to bed and you've had a lovely day, but the minute you get into bed you start worrying about all sorts of things. But then when you wake up in the morning, your mind is clear and you feel like you've got no troubles. And then in a wider sense, it's about, well, well, life, because in life, we all have dark moments and things that worry us uh, more than just for those few minutes when we are awake in bed. But this book tells us that on the other side of those worries, there is always a bright sky and rainbows. And I just think it's beautiful. And we need to know that. We need to know that we can get through anything and we can survive anything. And that that perseverance and the courage to do that is worth it. Because what is on the other side is always better than what was before or what you've just gone through. It's uh, written in rhyme, which you know I enjoy. I like it when things rhyme. And it follows a girl and her friend the fox. And they're caught in a rainstorm. And they go on a bit of an adventure through all, across mountains, through snowstorms. They meet some scary monsters. They get caught in a storm. But then on the other side, the sun is coming out. She meets lots more beautiful forest friends. There's a badger, fox, wolf, deers, owls, rabbits, voles. Oh, look at them, birds. I say look at them, but you can't see them. You'll have to buy the book if you want to do that. And then they see the sun and the gorgeous, gorgeous rainbow, and they have the sweetest of dreams. I think this book will calm anybody down. It will calm children down. It will calm adults down. And I tell you, it will be a book that I return to when I need calming down. So that was Rain Before Rainbows by Smitty Halls and David Litchfield, and it's published by Walker Books. And if you would like to get yourself a copy, all you need to do is head to my bookshop.org affiliate page and have a look on the you, what is this, the podcast, the podcast reading list, and you will find as many of the books as I've mentioned as are available. And if you buy it through Bookshop, you don't just support me, you support your local bookshop and the authors and the illustrators and the publishers, they, they can keep giving us wonderful, wonderful books. Well, thank you for joining me for another episode of Storytime with Mama G. I hope that you have had as much fun as 
I have. Don't forget, you can find me here every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts from. Every Sunday at 1pm, I am on Glitter Beam Radio with Glitter Kids with Mama G. You can listen on the Glitter Beam app or at glitterbeam.co.uk. And that is also available in podcast form. On the 19th of June, I will be performing Mama G's Storytime Roadshow at the Squish Theatre in Camberley. On 26th of June, I will be at the Ludlow Fringe performing outside, I believe, so I hope the weather is nice. Uh, on the 27th of June, I will be at Hull's Big Malarkey. Ooh, that's going to be a weekend of travelling, isn't it? I haven't done that for a while. July the 4th is Mama, uh, Mama G's Family Pride Party at Stanley Arts in South Norwood, which you can watch online or join us in person. We have an incredible lineup. Let me see how many of them I can remember for you now. In the afternoon, we have children's author Jean Willis, 90s pop star Lolly, LGBT icon Elmer the Patchwork Elephant, um, David Walliams, this golden buzzer recipient from Britain's Got Talent, Lorraine Bowen, a.k.a. The Crumble Lady. We've got children's author... Harry Woodgate, comedians, Ada Camp and Katie Pritchard. We've got m music from Craig Webb and Styles and Drew's Three Little Pigs. We're going to have a Pride Pantomime. We're going to have Drag Aerobics. There's going to be hosting from Daniel Westwood, myself and Gary King. There's going to be prizes. There's going to be a Pride Parade at the end of the day. How exciting is that? Uh, we're also, Harry Woodgate is going to be doing a workshop on illustrating children's books. There's going to be Lucinda the Librarian giving you book recommendations. Emma Jane Morton will be singing. There's going to be stalls. There's going to be meet and greets. Oh, it's going to be amazing. And then in the evening for the grown-ups, we are having a Pride After Hours party. Uh, I shall be performing Gary King, Derek and Orla Do. Bingo will be there. Music from Jimmy Harvey. Dr. Stevo and Regulus Red. There'll be comedy from Katie Pritchard, Kaylee Jones and Harry Wright. There may even be a few drag kings performing. It's going to be fantastic. Um, and it's all supporting mermaids. So do make sure you make your donation and get your tickets at stanleyart.org. And then after that, uh, lots more exciting things. But that's the big one. So I'm going to leave you with that. Thank you for joining me. And I will see you all next week. Story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time. Story time with Mama G.